Chapter 96. Llanos de Mojos. Tasty Sausages and a Plague of Mosquitoes. I had a bit of fruit and yogurt for breakfast. The end of my work on the project was now in sight, so I started to prepare for my continuing trip by cross-referencing my bird checklist with the bird books to see which pictures I was missing. We went to buy some gas and Toa gave his mobile number to a girl on the pump who never ended up calling him. We were to take a little Cessna plane the 45 minutes to Santa Ana, a small town in the north of the Beni. We had a fantastic bird's-eye view of the Llanos de Mojos, and we got to see some areas of forest along the river and checked for Motoku palms. The plane was a bit shitty and I breathed a sigh of relief when we arrived safely. We took a beaten-up taxi into town and I made him drive around looking for a hotel. The owner of the place we found was a crazy old woman with a fixation for birds. The latter I could forgive her. There were some real characters in this town. The next day we took a walk around town to show Alejandro the sights. The plaza where Marcelo, the gay ice cream parlor owner, was very happy to see us. We also popped into the house of the guy who was going to fly us out to his land tomorrow. We did some shopping for supplies before going to the hangar to get on our flight. It was the son of the owner who was going to fly us out. We were paying our expenses, but he was taking advantage to get a few more flying hours in. We'd flown with him before, but this was the first time he'd landed for us, so we were a little bit nervous. It was nice to get back there, even though the yard was covered in blood and animal parts from a recent slaughter. At least we'd have fresh meat today. Not Toa, of course, who's a vegetarian, and gets constantly teased about it by the resident cowboy. We handed out some lollipops to all the kids. One of the other cowboys was a real character, and I'd already heard a lot about him. He reckoned he'd seen a pair of blue throats flying out of a palm snag, which could be big. We got him to take us over on the horses to show us which one it was. As soon as we crossed the swamp and onto the island, we were descended upon by literally thousands of mosquitoes. It was absolutely awful. I had to stay and watch the tree for an hour to see if they came by, while the others went off exploring. It was horrendous, and I was counting the seconds before I could leave. This was going to be a long week. In the morning I was to observe another possible nest tree to see if any birds came by. The mosquitoes were just as bad if not worse than yesterday. I was looking forward to getting to the nest and setting up my mosquito net, but I couldn't find the blasted tree. In the few weeks we'd spent away the grass had really come up and covered the path. In an hour of wandering around I finally found it and got under the net. No birds came. Back at the house Linda, the wife of Gato, was making chorizo type of sausage from the cow intestines and stuffing them with god knows what. I hoped they looked more appetizing cooked. In the afternoon it was my turn in the tent, which Toa had set up as a blind to watch another possible nest in a Moriku palm snag. The birds were very tame and I managed to sneak right up on a pair and get a few shots of them. I got in the tent then, but it took me over half an hour to kill all the mosquitoes that came in with me. Some got a good meal before I got them and the inside of the tent was smeared with blood. I came back late in the rain. Mosquitoes now seem to have invaded the area around the house as well. They're really driving me nuts. I need some mosquito-free time. The next day it was raining heavily, so we took the morning off and I had some breakfast. I felt like shit, and I didn't feel I'd really recovered 100% from my illness. There wasn't too much activity on the various possible nests. Toa decided we would climb a couple of trees to prep them, I climbed the suho, a big hardwood, to drill a hole in it so it didn't get flooded. Toa tried to get up the motoku, but it was too flimsy and he gave up. Toa had been thinking about leaving me here to look after a nest, but as we wouldn't be able to work with it, I hoped that I might be able to go back. 
I'm not sure I was up for spending two to three months surrounded by all these mosquitoes. After Toa had come down, Alejandro went into the tent to observe them and came back with the good news that he'd seen the pair copulating, which put my destiny in question. I went around and got some more good pictures of the blue throats. I left a bit late and waded across the bog to the island. The water level was higher than the height of my boots, and as every day, stagnant water poured in over the side. The mozzies were as awful as ever, and I took refuge under the net to look at the Suho nest, but no birds came. I went back early as the mosquitoes were too much. I had a nice breakfast of some chorizos, which were absolutely delicious. In the afternoon, it was my turn again in the tent. I observed the birds excavating kicking up material from inside the nesting cavity. This meant that they weren't ready to nest just yet. I passed by a clearing in the island where I spotted a beautiful black-throated mango type of hummingbird. There were some abandoned houses there, which I heard would soon be occupied, which is probably pretty bad news for the birds. I went to watch the suho tree again, but no birds came. Walking back, I passed the motoku snag with a pair of blue and yellow macaws perched on top. They were a lot more aggressive than blue throats, and they stayed put, squawking loudly at me. Toe wanted me to do some motoku sampling, which involved walking around and noting how old the palms were, and if they had ripe fruit or not. This usually tedious operation had quite a bit of standing around and writing, which is the last thing you want to be doing when surrounded by thousands of mosquitoes. I finished it as fast as I could. I went back for a late breakfast, and soon after, a lunch with more delicious chorizo sausages, washed down with chive dried and powdered yucca mixed with water. It's what the vaqueros drink. Despite the food here being delicious, it's giving me the shits. Linda and her son Pachi are in a sorry state too, with her ropey hip and his foot having been punctured by a palm spine. It was my last time in the blind to watch the motoku nest. There was a stunning sunset, and I thought it would give me fond memories of the place. The dogs barking all night had the opposite effect, though, and I couldn't wait to get out of this place. Who the hell needs 17 dogs? It turned out we won't be leaving after all as the owner was using his planes to fly around campaigning politicians. I bravely volunteered to go back out and take some more photos. Tor went to watch the nest one more time underneath my little mosquito net as I packed up and brought back the tent yesterday. I walked around searching for birds and also went to check on Toa. He said that the birds hadn't been around much and he felt better about leaving which in turn made me feel better about not offering to stay. We went back to the house and I was looking forward to a nice wash by the well, but instead got eaten alive by little pesky ants. After lunch we waited for confirmation of when we would be able to get out, but every time we radioed they told us that the politicians hadn't come back yet and we had to try again later. After I'd been taking pictures of everyone yesterday, Linda got the idea to have a little photo shoot with her prodigious offspring. She washed, scrubbed, and then decked them all out in their Sunday best, before sitting them on top of horses. I obliged, snapping away with my camera, until she was happy she had every possible combination. The resident cowboy Alonso was chasing animals round the yard, swearing at them, Carajo! Toa, Alejandro, and I had all picked this up, as two of his kids, and we were all shouting it whenever a beast of any sort crossed our path. With seventeen dogs, plus countless pigs and chickens, we were all kept pretty busy, Luckily, the radio checks kept us all in the bat cave, and we didn't have to go back out. I'd had it with this place. The good thing about working here, though, as Toa pointed out several times, was that wherever we went from now on, the mosquitoes wouldn't be as bad. We did a less well count, and saw eleven blue throats, our highest count here yet. It was nice to be leaving on a high. 
We had a whole pile of empanadas made with Alonso's cheese as the last supper. It was so hot at night, and with the bats shitting on me and me having the shits and no toilet paper, I didn't get a good night's sleep. <laughs>